Today's podcast, we're going to continue talking about forgiveness. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. Our previous podcast, we talked about the biblical basis for forgiveness and our need to forgive. Today, we're going to talk about some hindrances to forgive. And our key scripture is Matthew 6, 14 and 15, which is very clear about forgiveness. It says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Now, knowing that you should forgive and forgiving are two different things. And in these next few podcasts, we're going to dig deep into the topic of forgiveness. So let's talk about some hindrances to forgiveness. Well, one of the first ones is what if we know we need to forgive, but we don't feel like forgiving? Not feeling like forgiving is a hindrance to forgiveness. And forgiveness often begins with the decision to forgive. It's not really about a feeling. It's a decision. You can choose to forgive even when you don't feel like it. Our feelings and emotions do not have to dictate to us how we're going to live our lives. At times, we might actually have to back up a step and ask Father God to help us to want to forgive. Did you know that you can actually choose or decide to forgive even though you don't feel like it? You know, some other hindrances that we're going to talk about is that feeling like the person should be punished for their offense, and if you forgive, that they're going to get off without any penalty. Well, that's a hindrance. Or knowing that the person hasn't even acknowledged the pain that they caused you. Or feeling that if you forgive, you have to maintain your relationship with that person. Or feeling if you forgive, you have to trust the person again. All of these are hindrances and and they're real feelings. All of the above could keep you from forgiving someone. However, who are you hurting? Well, according to your scripture, you're hurting yourself. You won't be forgiven. And you're going to be turned over to the tormentors. Wow. It sounds like I have a difficult decision to choose to forgive even when I don't feel like it even when they maybe don't deserve it, and when trust has been broken and I've been hurt. You know, I remember a time in my life when I had been betrayed by someone very dear to me. I was really hurt and angry. Trust had been broken. Again, I was devastated. I knew that I had to forgive or I would be choosing to walk in unforgiveness, and the consequences of that were severe. I remember asking God to help me to even want to forgive. I had so much hurt, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't actually feel like they deserved to be let off the hook. I felt like somehow my holding on to unforgiveness was punishing them and making them to pay for what they did to me. In this case, the person had repented and asked for my forgiveness, but I was still very angry and hurt. Their actions had wounded me deeply. I remember literally yelling at them, I forgive you, at the top of my lungs. Not because I want to, because I feel like it, but because I have to. Well, it was a place to begin, a place to begin to forgive, the beginning of rebuilding the relationship. It was actually years before I understood that my heart needed to be healed and that trust had to be reestablished, but it did begin with that deciding to forgive. At that time in my life, 
No one told me how to get my heart healed. I just chose the Christian thing to do, and I forgave as the best I knew how. We might call it sweeping it under the rug. Well, one of the hindrances to forgiveness is believing that forgiveness means that you trust the person the same as before. That's not accurate. When trust has been broken, trust must be rebuilt. It has to be reestablished. And the only way I know for that to happen is over a period of time of earning back trust. For example, let's say you find out that your spouse has been unfaithful. You find out that they've been watching pornography and you're devastated. Trust has been broken. There's betrayal and hurt and heartache. There's deception and outright lying. You blame yourself. You're sure that there must be something that you've done to cause this. He or she repents and asks for forgiveness. You decide or you choose to forgive. Like the above example, maybe you don't feel like forgiving. However, you choose to forgive, but there's a gaping wound in your heart that needs healing. There's also a need for trust to be reestablished. Do you know it's okay to establish some boundaries? It's reasonable to expect the spouse to be open with a computer and phone passwords. It's reasonable for the spouse to have an open door policy on their lives. We'll talk more about establishing healthy boundaries in another podcast series, but trust has to be reestablished and earned. Extending forgiveness does not mean that you completely trust the person again immediately. Trust is earned. You know, another scenario might be that you have a child that has broken your trust. They've lied about where they've been or what they've been doing, and you find out. Now what? Do you automatically trust them again fully? No. Over the course of time, trust must be rebuilt. It's rebuilt by a track record of truth. It's being where they said they were going to be, when they said they were going, and with whom they said they were going to be with. If the lies and deceit continue, then there's other course of action that may need to be implemented. Consequences linked to the crime, so to speak, are instituted. However, their actions don't mean that you're off the hook from deciding to forgive. In both of the previous examples, the person that has broken trust must be willing to accept the consequences. What are those consequences? Well, the consequences that you, as the one that was lied to or hurt by their actions, have the right to ask for full transparency. As their words and actions line up consistently, then trust can be rebuilt. Forgiving is part of the process. Getting your heart healed from that hurt is another part. Now, granting forgiveness doesn't mean that there shouldn't be those consequences for the offender. You know, another example is somebody backs into your, into your car at church. The driver happens to be a friend. They come to you. They admit what happened. They ask for forgiveness for hitting your car. You can forgive them for hitting your car, but what does it cost you? The insurance company says it's going to cost $500 to pay the deductible. So does forgiveness mean that you should have to pay the $500 or should they have to pay the $500? In this case, I'd say you can forgive the person for backing into your car, but the consequences of their actions are that they should pay the $500. In this example, the consequences were, were financial. This example is pretty void of emotion unless that car happened to be your prized possession or had great sentimental value. In Matthew 18, 21 through 22, talks about how many times we have to forgive. I'm sure you know the story. It says, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, 
I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. You know, sometimes there are situations where there's a need to forgive for a one-time hurtful event. In other situations, there's a pattern of hurt. That challenge is greater for an ongoing offender. This is where another belief arises that is a hindrance to forgiveness. It's a hindrance to forgive if you have the belief that if you forgive, you have to stay in the same relationship with the offender. This is not accurate. Obviously, we can't go into every scenario that may happen, but if your life or the life of one that you love is being negatively affected by the ongoing actions of someone, you have the right to choose safety for your family, and that may mean limiting or cutting off relationship with someone. Now, these are several of the hindrances to forgiveness that we've talked about, and in our next podcast, we're going to talk about some other ones. But would you just join me for this closing prayer today? Father God, I thank you that you have made a way for me to be forgiven. I've been fully and completely forgiven of everything that I have ever done against you or against others. Thank you for your mercy. I ask you, Lord, to help me to completely and totally forgive those who have offended or hurt me. Bring me to an awareness of anyone that I am holding on to in forgiveness. Lord, I ask that you would heal my heart of the hurt. I want to be totally free from everything and anything that is holding me back from experiencing all that you have for me. And my declaration today is, I choose to walk in forgiveness daily. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.